and welcome back to the Grace Emily podcast. I feel like it's been a while since I actually sat down and recorded because my last two episodes were both recorded before I went to the UK and did a big trip home, um, got to see all my friends and family and all the things. I will do a proper full episode on everything that's happened between then and now in terms of going to the UK, coming back to Australia, moving apartment, all the things. Um, Yeah, it's been a whole lot, but I will have a lot to update you on next week. This episode is one that I've wanted to record for a very long time now, but I really wanted to do it right. And it's taken me a minute to gather my thoughts. I've got lots of notes of the things that I want to cover. And I just think it's a really important conversation to have in this space. Within this podcast, I want it to be a space that is a safe space and bringing in different people very soon and talking about conversations that maybe haven't been spoken about enough, I feel, on the internet. So with that being said, within this episode, I will be speaking about mental health. I will be speaking speaking about my experience with mental health. Um, And if that in any way triggers you or bothers you, then maybe this isn't the episode for you. And that gets to be absolutely perfect as well. I do also want to preface this episode by saying I don't have all of the answers for this right now and I'm honestly not sure I ever will and I don't know if anyone has all of the answers for this right now. My intention with episodes like this is to open up a conversation, is to make people feel like they're not alone whether they are on a mental health journey or not. I feel like this topic is something that people can relate to no matter where you are in your journey. We can all bring our stories back to this and I think it's important to just open a safe space that we can discuss topics that aren't necessarily spoken about on the daily. Now that all of those little disclaimers are away, I'm just going to jump in with today's topic and I'm going to be speaking about regaining your identity after mental illness. Now, if you've followed me for a while, you'll know I've been somewhat open about my journey with mental health, my journey with eating disorders, and how I truly believe that the narrative around mental health as a whole is definitely getting better. Like, there's definitely been a shift within people being more open to talking about mental health, to talking about their problems, but I still believe that there is a long way to go. As a society, and I still believe that there is stigmas around mental health, and that there are things that even I play into having been someone who has really quite struggled with mental health. I still have a lot of resistance to talking about it in a setting, um, which is exactly why I do these episodes about mental health and about my journey because it is a very, very common thing, unfortunately, and it is something that a lot of people have to navigate. And if even I can help one person feel not as alone in their darkest moments, then my job here is done. Throughout this episode, I'm only going to be speaking to my personal experience. Now, obviously, your experience may be very, very different, and that is absolutely perfect, but I can only speak from what I experienced, and I don't feel like I could confidently speak from any other perspective. So just, again, I guess another little preface. Um, But what I found mainly within the whole experience of having a mental illness for so long is that having that mental illness was obviously incredibly hard incredibly hard but in more ways than one actually recovering from that mental illness was even harder whatever the thing is whether you have an eating disorder whether you have anxiety whether you have depression whatever the story is it's a survival technique at a time where you had nothing else 
that really is where mental health stems from a lot of the time and again speaking from personal experience that was my personal experience I actually couldn't cope with whatever else was going on in my life at that time so the eating disorder became the solution to the problem and I've said it before and I'll say it again all of these techniques work they work until they don't right they work until they don't and then suddenly you are left with absolutely nothing and again this conversation that we're having today is around the hardest part of recovery wasn't the eating it wasn't really putting the weight on it wasn't really any of those things it was actually finding out who I was post mental health illness and again as I said at the beginning of this episode this isn't something that I still have totally figured out This isn't something that I have 100% all the answers for right now because I still feel like there's always going to be a part that potentially you carry with you because it is part of you. It is part of your story. Whether you have anxiety, depression, eating disorders, whatever it is, you can't just erase it, right? It's not gone. It happened. It was there. It's part part of who you are. Um, And when you are in something for so long, it becomes incredibly scary to learn who you are outside of that thing. Because for the longest time, I was the skinny one. And it became my identity. It really, really did become who I was in every aspect. I felt like so deeply that I had nothing else to give. I had nothing to give. If I wasn't the skinniest person in the room, then what did I have to give? Nothing. And that's truly, truly how I felt. And as devastating as it sounds and as crazy as it may sound right now, that was it. I couldn't offer anything else to anyone, but I could be the skinniest one in the room. And I had that control. And that was the root of it. That is the root of why recovery took me so, so long because I actually had so little self-worth. I actually had no confidence in what I was doing. Every single thing that I did was tied to being small. And the thought of having to learn who I actually was outside of that was absolutely terrifying absolutely terrifying I was a dancer from when I was three years old all the way up to when I couldn't dance and once that was taken away from me I was then just the girl with the illness and that was me and that was me and actually the process of finding out who I was probably took the longest and it took a lot of trying things a lot of doing things that I don't really know why I tried but it was like almost relearning all your hobbies as a kid again because I couldn't dance. Dance was my, was my identity, it was. And when it wasn't, my mental illness became my identity. And then when I actually was like, okay, I don't want this to control me for the rest of my life. What does my life look like? Who am I? That was terrifying. That was absolutely terrifying. And I think one of the biggest things within all of it is I couldn't find a single aspect of my life that hadn't been touched by my illness like not a single aspect, my friendships were ruined, my relationships were ruined, everything always came back to my mental illness. And even trying to find any aspect that hadn't been touched or affected by that, there wasn't one, there simply wasn't one aspect of my life that hadn't been affected by my mental illness in some way, which is why my identity was so deeply tied to that mental illness because it was such a long time it was almost six years of my life almost seven years actually of my life and actually learning who I was outside of that took so much time 
took so much time and it looked like being a kid again trying out all of these hobbies and trying out different things that yes had been affected but how could I actually view them in a different way how could I actually enjoy something that previously all the enjoyment had been taken out of and I think one of the biggest kind of influences that I had or the biggest inspirations I had to record this episode was for the first time in I think five or six years I went back to dance I think about four weeks ago now I went to a dance class it was a lyrical dance class um and obviously with that came so much anxiety there was so many different stories going through my head but I also knew that it was something I needed to do for me for me I feel like now I am in such a good place in terms of food in terms of viewing everything very very holistically from a health perspective but actually I was still avoiding things and I noticed it I noticed that I was still avoiding dance even though I really really wanted to go so that was the work (laughs) that was what I wanted to do I was like right I'm gonna book a dance class I'm gonna go to a dance class I know it's a safe space I know it's a supportive environment I know that everyone there no one's gonna judge me and on the way there (laughs) it was hectic honestly I had a bit of a bit of a moment I wanted to turn around I wanted to run away because all of these thoughts and emotions came back up all of the things that I'd ever known from being in ballet school from being in that classroom from being told again and again and again how you weren't good enough to actually then go into a dance class where I didn't have to be the best I didn't have to have my leg up in 90 degrees in a developer like it didn't have to be that way I could just go and I could just dance for me And that was a real thing that I wanted to prove to myself and I felt that I needed to prove to myself just in terms of where I'm at now and being in this space. It was like, okay, I actually am still avoiding this thing. Um, And it's something that I have so much love for. Like, I loved dance. Yes, there was a lot of negative things that came out of dance, but actually dancing itself, putting music on, feeling my emotions, moving with a beat... I absolutely loved and always have done always have done even as a kid always loved dancing and actually almost taking away any pressure taking away any expectation that I had on myself was exactly what I needed to do so I did I went in I did the dance class and I can honestly say I have not felt so fulfilled in a very long time in terms of moving my body Obviously, I go to the gym, I'm a yoga teacher, and whilst I love, love those types of movement, and I do, there's just something about dance that has always got me. It's always, always got me, and I love just moving my body in space to music and just allowing myself to be whoever I want to be, but dance was never really about that when I was training, and actually reconnecting to that and reconnecting to my roots and reconnecting to my love for dance has been such an incredibly healing process for me and exactly why I wanted to record this episode because dance is still a part of my identity and for so long it was tainted by my experience with that eating disorder with that mental health illness that actually I didn't want to dance it put such a negative connotation on dance for me that I really I just couldn't bring myself to do it and I feel so so grateful and so so happy and just grateful for myself for putting all of the work that I have done over the last years to get to this place now that I can go to a dance class for me I can enjoy it and I don't have to think about anyone else I don't have to think about if I'm doing it well, if I'm doing it the best, whatever it looks like. And that has just been 
so incredible. When you tie your identity to something like an eating disorder for so, so long, and it really does become every part of who you are, you lose every other part of who you are. I lost the ability to dance. I lost that part of myself when actually that was always who who I wanted to be. It was always an activity that I absolutely loved. And this entire process of kind of refinding who I was, as cheesy as it may sound, it was like being a child again and trying all the different hobbies until you found one that stuck, right? And this whole process of actually figuring out who I was outside of that mental health illness has looked like trying so many different things. It's looked like questioning my beliefs. It's looked like taking any label that I have on myself and removing it. And it isn't easy. It isn't easy whatsoever. But as soon as we can create disconnect from the labels that we give ourselves, and this again can be almost given to any situation or given to anyone with, it's not just specific to mental health. It's like, where are you actually labeling yourself as something so you're blocking yourself from doing what you want to do? And this kind of goes into mindset work and would touch into shadow work as well. It's like, where are you potentially trying to uphold something that isn't necessarily serving you or that isn't aligning with your goals or your dreams or whatever you want to do in life? right? Because there will be things and there are things that we always play into. It's like the good girl archetype. Where are you potentially just doing something because you feel like you should? And I truly believe that labels have such a huge impact on the way that we operate as human beings, right? Because often we attach labels to feelings alone, right? But feelings are so, so temporary. Feelings are temporary states of being that give you information related to your needs within that moment, right? You're not a sad person. You're a person who's experiencing sadness. That sadness needs to be felt. It needs to be processed. You have a deeper need in that moment that is being called to be addressed, right? You're not anxious. You are a person who experiences moments of anxiousness. And I think really, really a huge thing for me is just being disconnecting myself from those labels that we naturally fall into, right? Because when you identify so deeply with your feelings or or so deeply with your mental illness, it makes it so, so easy to get stuck within that instead of learning what they were trying to tell you, right? And even with having an eating disorder for such a long time, I think it was such a long time because I had tied myself so deeply to that right and again it was it was all I felt like I had to offer it was all I felt like I had to offer and with that was obviously so many feelings that I hadn't processed I hadn't processed the feeling of not being enough I hadn't processed the feeling of just feeling sad I just couldn't handle that and I couldn't process my emotions and the reality of it is the way that we feel is meant to give us information on past wounds that potentially need to be processed. And because I had suppressed myself for so, so long, there was a lot I had to work through. There was a lot that I had to go through. There's a lot of work that had to be done in order to kind of get out the other side of that because not only was I so tied to the identity of having an eating disorder, it was actually just all the emotion that I had was tied to that label. And I I truly, truly had nothing else to give. I truly had nothing else to give and that 
is why it took so long because I really had to almost rewrite exactly who I was outside of that illness and again this isn't just relevant to people who have mental health or have struggled with mental health it's for those people as well who have done a sport all through school suddenly they're then not doing a sport they don't feel like they have a passion they don't know who they are because everything has always been tied to that one thing and then suddenly it's gone and then you're like who the fuck am I what is going on right now and as I said this process is a lot it looks like trying new things, it looks like taking those labels away, it looks like questioning the beliefs that you have as a human and whether they are actually your beliefs or whether it's something that you are tying yourself to to protect another part of yourself. And again, this is the shadow work and I'm not going to go into it too, too deeply right now, but it's like, what parts of yourself are you protecting? What parts of yourself are you not allowing yourself to see because it doesn't feel safe to or because it hasn't felt safe to within a moment and a lot of it comes back to that inner child and to the way that we're conditioned growing up because as a child you are taught in absolutes yes no good bad that's it right so there will be parts of yourself that potentially you haven't allowed yourself to see because it's never been safe to do so And as an adult, the process of actually figuring out who you are is a process. It really is a process. And I also believe that we can just be so many different things. We don't have to be one thing. We don't have to tie ourselves to a singular identity. And for as long as we do that, how many different aspects of life are we actually missing out on? And even something as simple, it's like, if someone asks you like, oh, tell me a bit about yourself, you'll probably be like, hey, my name's Grace and I'm A. You're already tying yourself to something, right? Because you are, we're so conditioned to do so. When actually, no, I'm not just a mindset coach. I'm not just a business coach. I am so many more things than that. And so are you. You're not your career. You're not your hobbies. You are a collection of different things and actually getting curious with where those labels are and how we can begin to just be. Can we just be without a label? And I just find the whole conversation so incredibly interesting and so incredibly fascinating just from a perspective and like a human psyche perspective with how we have been conditioned to always put labels on ourselves and always kind of have something to identify with And we actually never just allow ourselves to just be. Like, we can't just be someone who enjoys a hundred different things. Like, you have to have one thing. I don't know. I just find it so fascinating and so, so interesting. And I was just so inspired to, to just bring up a bit more of a conversation around how we tie our identity, I mean, specifically to mental illness within this episode. But it goes so much deeper than that. It goes so much deeper than that. Just with where we're tying identity to so many different things mother daughter sister brother identity tying everything to that it's just interesting it's just an interesting thing to to speak to I think I guess the biggest thing that I would want anyone to take away from this episode in particular is that you don't have to be one thing that you don't have to tie your identity to your hobbies, that you don't have to tie your identity to your work and you can just be an incredibly diverse human being who likes doing lots of different things and that does just get to be okay. Like that really does get to be okay and yes, there sometimes is safety in 
tying yourself to an identity whether that be mental illness or not and if you are on a mental health journey please know my heart goes out to you I understand so deeply how challenging that is to navigate but it isn't you it is potentially a part of who you are but it isn't your entire identity and you do have so much more to offer than where you are right now even though it's incredibly hard to see sometimes and it is I get it. If I had probably listened to this episode when I was in the depths of everything, I probably would be rolling my eyes right now. 110%. But it really does get better. It really does. And I just want this to be your permission piece to try different things. Go to a dance class. Go to an art class. Go to a basketball game. Enjoy it. Enjoy these experiences. And if you don't enjoy it, what's the worst that's going to happen? You waste an hour. You waste an hour. Right, that actually there could be something that you really, really, really love to do, but you actually haven't even tried it because you don't allow yourself or your identity doesn't allow you to try that thing. And this can go for so many different aspects. For a very long time, I was like, I'm not a social person. I don't enjoy social situations. And that was an identity I'd given myself. That was a label I'd given myself. And actually moving to Australia has been one of the most incredible things in the sense of I've had to put myself out of my comfort zone. I've had to go out. I've had to meet people. And actually, I really do enjoy social settings. I enjoy spending time with the people that I care about. And I never would have, never would have thought that. Never would have thought that because part of my identity was that I didn't go out and I didn't drink and I didn't really like social situations. But actually how much of that was put on because in the past social situations would have involved food or drink and that was more scary. 100% that's where it came from. That's where it came from. It wasn't the fact that I didn't enjoy social situations. I'm actually quite a sociable person. It was the fact that potentially there could be drinks involved. There could be food involved and that was unsafe for me because I was so heavily tied to being small and it's it's not easy it's not an easy thing to navigate and it's not an easy thing to come through by any stretch of the imagination but it does start with you and it does start with questioning these things and it does start with you actually wondering if potentially there are parts of yourself that you're not allowing yourself to see and potentially parts of yourself that you haven't allowed yourself to explore yet And it's like, how many experiences are we potentially missing out on because we identify with something different? Probably quite a lot. Probably quite a lot. And it doesn't have to be that deep. It can be something so, so silly. Like even watching rugby. Never thought I'd be the type of person that watches rugby. And do I like watching rugby? I don't know. But I'm open to it. And I love Friday Night Football. Because it's fun. Right? And that would have been something I would be so closed off to in the past. But actually question question yourself try things and actually allow yourself to be different to the potential label you're giving yourself because there really is so many different things to discover and it it, yeah it's really cool it's really really cool I just wanted to open this conversation because I don't feel like it's it's something that is spoken about enough and I, I just hope that you can use this as your permission piece to try something different to try something new Okay, I think that's me. (laughs) I think that's me for today, but I'd love to know thoughts. I'd love to know how it landed. Um, Yeah, so please message me. Please message me on Instagram. And I'll be back with a more chatty one in the coming weeks as to 
lots of life updates because I do have lots of life updates to give you, I feel. <laughs> um, but I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you so much for listening. And yeah.